Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Guys, it has been a while. <laughs> Needed to take a break. Um, had to take care of some things, but I am so pumped and happy to be back on Buffalo Rumblings. Um, man, so much pent-up words inside. Good thing I returned just in time before the draft decides to, I mean, cause so many shifts in the NFL. Uh, you know, from the DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> trade possibility to the Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, feud that is still going on. Um, these are these are shifts that can happen in the NFL, and we all know that. We all know that Patrick Mahomes getting DeAndre Hopkins would be a monumental shift, especially with Travis Kelsey. Who you cover? What do you do? One of them's you're gonna you're gonna have to leave him one on one. Or, you know, if you're going to have no choice. We can talk about possibilities for an endless amount of hours. But, guys, I just want to talk to you about some things that have been brewing in my belly for quite some time now. Uh, number one, uh, let's let's just leave Stefan Diggs alone, okay? He's not going anywhere. I'm not going to get fiery about it. I thought I was going to, but I think – uh, it's just draining to even think about. So I just want to start off with that and just let's leave it alone. Let's leave that subject alone. Um, I think I speak for a lot of fans who, uh, you know, we go about our daily business. We hope the best, um, kind of expect the worst. <laughs> it's Bill's fans, but, you know, it doesn't help when, uh, you know, you, you kind of, I, 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 we don't know, right, in a lot of ways if, uh, you know, their feathers are being ruffled or whatever. But I feel like a player like Stefan Diggs is polarizing. His personality, his uh, persona, who he is as a person is, you know, he's so dynamic. Um, and, you know, I feel so special as a fan to know that he is the wide receiver one. Um, and, and we're all hoping right? We're all hoping, and this is what this podcast is going to be about today. We're all hoping that the Bills can uh, basically choose um, which way they're going with this franchise. I recently, um, <laughs> most recently, I feel like me and Thad Brown, a beat reporter of the Buffalo Bills, I feel like we have 
a lot of healthy uh, exchanges. I mean, I can literally go back into my Twitter feed for like probably a couple of hours just to see how many times I've 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 gone back and forth with him. And and again, it's just healthy. And a lot of times I pose a great question that makes him think, and then a lot of times he shuts me down, and I completely accept it. Um, you know, he had a, he had a great point. And this is what this podcast is about. You know, well, we both kind of got to this point where we're talking about the Buffalo Bills direction uh, going into this draft and and more importantly, how the off seasons have been feeling for the last couple of years. So uh, we're going to read this feed here. So he said, if the Ravens are in the DeAndre Hopkins race, I don't think this move takes them out of it. And in regards to Nelson Aguilar, um, getting a $3.25 million deal uh, as a one-year deal. And then, you know, I, I simply asked him, I said, you know, or I, I posed this idea, like, the, you know, I think the bills are out. We all know it, and it's wishful thinking. They hardly have any cap room, and I believe he's going to Kansas City. I got a wide receiver in the draft, not via trade. He then went on to say they can flip more cap room forward. Already have done that a ton keyboard ton (laughs) but it is possible to do more also trading someone like oliver or gabe creates room and this is where this podcast basically goes to right um but when does it end that is what i said i I don't i don't think the formula is winning anything except the afc east i don't know how many of you agree with me there he he then went on to agree with me um basically saying yeah, I mean, it's a great question. We got to see how things can turn out, but definitely um, they have to face the music, right? Like we're, we're, we're constantly in this position where we are puzzled about, you know, what's next um, because, you know, the Buffalo Bills are spending money out the wazoo, as they say in Jersey. <laughs> Getting used to that now. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's tough, right? Because it, it doesn't seem like it's a winning formula. Right. They and, and that ended up actually saying in the next tweet, you know, they need to draft better. That's how teams win titles almost regardless what happens in March. That for me is what made me really fun- funnel down some perspective here because I, I think, you know, that's the base of why you see literally 70 year old men or women uh, down to 15 year old fans, you know. <laughs> in this franchise uh, of this of this Bills franchise just have so many mixed emotions all the time. We've been through a lot. We've seen a lot, we've felt a lot. We've we see each other in public uh all across the freaking planet and we just have so much respect and heart for each other as fans because of, you know, what we have endured. And it's tough when you're, you you can almost taste what it was like for the Bills in the 90s for the first time, you know, in, in, in over two decades. And you're just wondering, like, you're, you're just begging every player to give it their all. You know, every person in the organization to figure something out, do whatever they can, sign whoever they can, um, connect with whoever they can. But it, it is one of those things where maybe it is time to go back to the drawing board. I'm not. I'm not saying completely rebuild, but this is something I was. I was preaching about, um, pretty heavily going out of the. You know, the outing of the playoffs. I just felt as though, uh, 
it was a rushed concept of a free agency period that went into we're going all in this year that's it we're done um and it just went kaput um it just it was it was so it's it's like imagining listening to like this orchestra building this crescendo and then it's just stops and you're expecting the big bang to come in and make you just feel what you've been waiting to feel and then it just never happens so the the metaphor here is whatever was being orchestrated didn't truly have the melody required to hit at the right time and i and i think that's what happened in, in last season right we're looking at um, you know what happened with injuries what happened with the bills just trying to scrape their way through the playoffs and having to deal with a very very um, stifling de- you know defensive um, and offensive you know if we can admit you know the, the the division has gotten better around the bills in the AFC East um, but I feel like defensively they put up a fight last year against the bills that it just forced them into a corner where they are literally boxing for their life and then they get into the Cincinnati game and they're just gassed out um we can go into obviously every outside and internal uh emotional draining you know uh topic here but if you're going to boil it all down the bills were not ready for what transpired last season if from injuries to a near-death experience to the the oh my gosh we we know we know we can we can dig very deep about what happened last year but um it's crazy right you know um I, I just I just look at this team and I'm thinking to myself okay are we the Super Bowl favorites again if so why and how are we just going to basically say it's because other teams aren't making moves or aren't bolstering, aren't doing enough, um, you know, in their depth? Personally, I, I will say that the Bills are still contenders. I'm not going to, like last year, crown them. I did. I was guilty of doing that as well as many people. And, you know, I think that the question's going to be, okay, so what position group do they chase look i i know this is going to sound crazy and and some people are um kind of a, a, i guess oblivious to this uh you know concept but i would love the bills to pursue a double tight end set in the draft um whether if that's in the first round or in the second round and and you know build that double headed monster i i think it's it's very possible i don't know um you know, if the Bills would do it. But I, I have always believed when you have two dynamic tight ends, something's got to give defensively. And once one of those guys, or let's say even both of those guys get hot, what are you going to do on the outside when Gabe Davis has the burners on? And then you also, I mean, DeAndre Hardy, let's not even, you know, <laughs> rule him out. But then obviously Stephon Diggs, it's, it's a very very dangerous concept that not only assists your run game and and, and helps out a young guy in James Cook to gain some confidence, who I believe can very well become as dynamic um, 
as Alvin Kamara. That's my perspective on his game after watching, uh, you know, a lot of tape from last year. There's so much to build on, and I think he just needs those opportunities. And again, I, I'm looking at the position group of the tight ends, and I know everyone's talking about offensive line, and everyone's talking about, you know, taking, uh, you know, <laughs> I get it, and Jigba, and then you have, oh my God, the names just do not stop at the wide receiver position and at the running back position. Um, it's 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 tough, right? Because you see this raw talent, you see this these guys that you know right away can make an impact. But you know, if you look at what happened with the New England Patriots, right? It's almost as though they stumbled upon Rob Gronkowski. They stumbled upon Aaron Hernandez. They stumbled upon tight end after tight end after, you know, and it's it's just wild to me how the Bills for so many years until Dawson Knox, honestly, uh, just really never had, I mean, Jay Rearmisma, um, Pete Metzlars, right? Those are the last two I think great tight ends, the Bills, you know, definitely, um, you know, they, 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 they scored points. They did great. Um, but it's just one of those polarizing guys at tight end, like a Jeremy Shockey or a Rob Gronkowski. Um, Dawson Knox has truly had his moments, but a lot of those guys definitely benefited off of having another weapon that can help open up their game. Um, I just think what the Bills are struggling with, again, is being able to hand the ball off and give Josh Allen some rest uh instead of chucking it all day freaking long um and so yeah I've been looking at you know the tight ends in the draft and there's a guy that just keeps I mean just grabbing all of my interest on what he's able to do Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame he's literally slated to go later in the first round like I I it just sounds crazy to think a guy of his talent, of his caliber, would possibly be available to Buffalo. Like, I I know it's a little bit, you know, I don't know, like, kind of an oddball of a, of a move for the first round, but I, I'm looking at this team and I'm saying they have to become more polarizing the defenses and, and not become so finesse player built like yes Stefan Diggs is fantastic but you know he is not a dude that typically I'm saying typically right is going to jump up and get that one-on-one ball can he do it we know damn well he can but he's not D hop you know what I'm saying um he's not one of those guys you want to throw a fade route to I, I if, if that were the truth the Buffalo Bills would be doing it all the time um I, I mean, I'm looking at the strengths of Michael Mayer, his height, his 40-yard dash, his vertical jump, his broad jump. I know some people have some some difficulty with, you know, his hand size, arm length, wingspan, um, some some things about his weight. But, I mean, he's a, he's a massive kid. I mean, 6'4 and a half, 250. Um, I, and some people are literally slating him to become one of those guys that could end up being your tight end for the long haul, you know, and and that's something for me that I'm looking at. More importantly, he has superstar potential to a lot of scouts. And and again, everyone has the perspective. Everyone has, you know, 
I don't know, like their their thing. I just he kind of looks like a Hawkinson to me. He kind of looks like one of those guys that he's gonna get open. He's gonna give you, you know, that Hayden Hurst type of vibe. He's scary. Imagine him and Dawson Knox. Imagine what that does to the offense. So I want to I want to you know stop at that point there, um, with that point there. But um, look, I, and I'm wondering, okay, what would you guys be looking for the Bills, you know? to do the most in this draft. And, and some people are, you know, claiming that, you know, they definitely need to do more in the, you know, offensive line department, you know. And again, this comes down to, well, can they? You know, um, that, that's, <laughs> that's, been a, that's been a thing about the Buffalo Bills. They haven't really had great success drafting offensive linemen. So I just really don't know um, what to expect out of their... <laughs> out of their drafting with offensive linemen. It's, it's tough to just sit here and say, yeah, let's take a guy in the first round. I, I don't believe they'll make the right pick. Um, and even with all of these prospects that are jumping up in this draft, you know, um, I look back at some of these polls and I was just, you know, picking about um, what what's most interesting to you guys as fans, right? I, I still think many of you are stuck on the traits, uh, getting a guy in that can just be polarizing and, you know, help even more on offense. You know, I, I pulled up a poll. Eckler, Henry, Hopkins, Dalvin Cook. Who do you think the Bills would want to trade for? Or who would you want the Bills to trade for? 56% of you said DeAndre Hopkins. 19% of you said Derrick Henry. 17% of you said, um, you know, Eckler. 8% of you said Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, just just kind of catching, uh, you know, a vibe with everyone. And, and just to see... <laughs> Everyone wants a wide receiver. My question is why? It's it's it it'd be cool. I, I'm not opposed to you know taking DeAndre Hopkins, but what I would hope is that it brings a Super Bowl next year, or there's going to be some serious change happening, you know, in this building, and I don't want that to happen. I think the Bills need to focus on developing their talent and making them top tier guys like you look at what happened with Tremaine Edmonds he got his contract and they could not sign him because of what they felt they needed to do in free agency and um I don't know I th- there just was not enough faith in Boogie Basham there just was not enough faith in Gregory Rousseau alone they felt like they needed to really reload and make a splash um but I, I just don't understand what would happen after this year if let's say they were to try to do another splash and they don't even make it to the AFC Championship, right? And again, we're, we're looking at injuries. We're looking at what happened last year for sure. Um, it was still a great season. Uh, it's one of those things we just got to keep our head up and just, you know, take it on the chin and move on to the next season. And that's pretty much it. But now the Bills are in a position where they basically need to figure out what the identity on offense is or – else (laughs) um like what happens if honestly Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets and the Bills lose the division make it to the wild card and then lose in the wild card I got McDermott being fired a ton of players getting released a new head coach to help you know revive this freaking team and then you know 
it it would go on from there and I don't know what would happen after that point but that's that's honestly what I think would happen I I I just I don't know what else would what else would happen if if the Bills from that point would keep you know Sean McDermott keep Brandon Bean it just feels like they hit their ceiling if they don't at least make it to the AFC Championship next year that's just that's just how I feel about it um they've had time they've spent money um, they've shown promise, but again, it's their responsibility to put together a staff that can help develop guys, and that's how you save money in a franchise. That's what great franchises have done for decades, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? That's a team that I, you know, I admire a lot. Um, looking at their build, looking at what they've done for so many years. Um, I, I'm not ruling out Pickett next year. I think he's probably going to have a really good year, whether if it's next year or the year after. Um, very similar to what happened with Trevor Lawrence. And it's going to be interesting what happens with that division, but you know, in, in regards to the Bills, I, I'm going to leave it at this. They need to stop comparing themselves to other teams. They just need to become the Bills again. I've had a lot of time to think about this. I've had a lot of time to get away um, from podcasting and, you know, just really, number one, appreciate the ride that it's been, but then also, like, kind of wonder, you know, um, how much pressure this organization is under to perform and do great. There's a new stadium becoming, uh, you know, it's going to be built, and, and the, you know, these players are superstars on this team, and they, they want to win championships, and they believe they can. They have the roster, um, I think when you try to become Kansas City or you try to become the New England Patriots of the past or even the Mike Tomlin, uh, Bill Cowher Steelers of the past, um, you lose yourself. It, it, it just doesn't make sense to sit here and try to become those teams. They need to develop their talent the absolute best they can and and just build off of that again this is Buff Up the Buffalo Rumblings podcast guys thank you so much for joining me on your weekend um, I'm back I'm excited and thank you so much again for you know supporting this channel supporting all these guys that have been putting in a lot of hard work and um, I got nothing else to say Except two things. All the first responders and military out there, I salute you for all you do for our country and our communities. And finally, go Bills, baby. <laughs>